Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Lincoln's Musical Podcast. I hope you're all enjoying your day. I hope you're all doing well. Um, if you're watching this episode, I hope you've also watched the other episode I released just this morning on Julian the Phantoms. Um, and of course, if you are new here, you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, but let's get into it. Um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, hello, my name is Lincoln Turner, and I love musicals a lot. One might argue unhealthily a lot, but it's how I've become the human I am today. I've learned a many a great deal of lessons from the musicals I enjoy and listen to, um, and they've all played a huge role in my life. Each and every one of them, in some way, shape, or form, have influenced me. So, you know, they some small, some large, but, you know, ultimately, I figured, hey, if I, since I love musicals so much, um, I'm going to do a podcast about them, and I do. I talk, I review them, I dreamcast them, I talk about movie musicals, just yesterday I did an episode on a TV show that has musicals, elements in it, um, we've, we've covered pretty much anything and everything in the sun, musical-related news, um, we just geek out about people, we do all the fun things on this podcast, we all, it's, we're, it's very loving and fun, good time, um, some short, some long episodes, but, you know, if you, if any of that sounds of interest to me, to you, please, uh, stick around, and if you like it, share it with your friends, I mean, come on, what's, what's gonna hurt, hurt if you share it with your friends, come on, it'll be a good time for us all to, uh, enjoy, so, yeah, you know, I think that it'll just be a good time for us all, and uh, if you're if you're if you've been here, welcome back. Like I just said before. Um, and again, if you enjoy this episode, to my new people out there, um, I have a bunch of we have like a wife what um, I have forty other episodes as of last night. Forty episodes for your consumption. They all get better as they go. Um, and I just really if you're just joining us, stick around. If you enjoy the content here. Um, because we're just getting started really, and we're not, there's, there's no end in sight. Um, but with that being said, um, I think it's about time we start talking about the musical for today, which is a movie musical called Girl Trash All Night Long. And this is not going to be like other movie musicals in the fact that I'm not going to be talking about it with my brother. This is, um, kind of just one that I want to do spur of the moment. It's kind of a hybrid episode. Um, I kind of did this for Moana, uh, Moana, that's a huge throwback, back to 2020 when I was first doing the episode, start, first started this process, um, uh, and the, and I dreamcasted that movie musical. I haven't dreamcasted other ones because typically the ones we've been covering have been, um, uh, adaptations from the stage pr productions of them, but this one is unique, and I'm gonna go more into that, and I'm gonna kind of talk about, you know, um, so what we're gonna cover this today is gonna be, I'm gonna introduce it, I'm gonna talk about what it is how it fits in its own lore, what, like, kind of how long it is, all that good information. I'm going to talk about when I discovered it, what it means to me, um, what it means to the LGBTQ plus community, because it does. Uh, I'm going to discuss kind of the goods and the bads in that, in that sense. And then I'm going to dreamcast it, um, some of my favorite queer, diverse actor, actresses, uh, and actors. And we're going to kind of just get to the bottom of that. And we're going to have a good time today because you know what? Um, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to have a good time because it's all about acceptance and representation on this podcast. Always has been, always is. And honestly, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about this uh, movie musical and what it can offer us and what 
it uh, what I want it to be and what I, and why I appreciate it and why I don't. And, you know, I feel like there are some people out there who might enjoy it. So I want to kind of give it some attention. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So Girl Trash All Night Long was directed, it was created, I mean, not created, but released in 2014. It's a musical comedy film that was directed by Alexandria Kondrak and was written by Angela Robinson. The film is actually a prequel to the web to a web series called Girl Trash um, on YouTube, which actually was um, six episodes long, if I'm not mistaken, and did not get a season two. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, the budget that ran out, and they, only, they didn't even finish episode six. They kind of just left the story open-ended, um, and I think a lot of fans found it that the this um, universe because of their the uh, two of the actresses that being Gabrielle Christian and Mandy Musgrave were in South of Nowhere which was one of the most progressive and uh, Nickelodeon shows of its time particularly because of their the relationship of Spencer and I don't know the other one's name I think it's Alex um, in South of Nowhere and it's portrayal what it meant to people then and that's what kind of drew them to this project um, the web both the web series in the musical. Um, but firstly, I want to kind of give, and this film, I'm saying the film, I bring up the web series, is because the film is actually a prequel to the web series, um, and that's, I don't know when the web series came out, I'm assuming it was before it, that happened, and if I'm not mistaken, I want to just check, yeah, obviously it came out earlier, um, <laughs> that would make no sense, so, the, the original release of the web series was 2007 to 2009, and then the musical would come out in 2014. That's pretty interesting when you think about it because, um, you know, it is very much, um, that would make, it's interesting. So you had that long break, five straight years, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure this was crowdfunded. I'm sorry if I sound so, um, if I'm saying I'm pretty sure, but I don't know the lore of this piece that well, and I'm going to go into my experience with it, but I want to give the plot first. I've given the year, I've given the, the tie-ins of it, because once we go into it, you know, I'm going to talk about characters. If you are interested in the plot afterwards, I recommend you go watch the movie. You can find it on YouTube. Um, and also, I would recommend you watch the web series, because again, I've seen the web series. It's, it's, it's funny. It's something to write home about. I prefer the musical to the to the, TV, the web series, to be honest. But, you know, all the same, it's still pretty good. So... The plot is, set during one long night in the LGBT subculture of Los Angeles, Daisy and Tyler are two rock and roll musicians who are selected to partake in the Battle of the Bands contest to claim a prize. But while on the way to their concert, their van breaks down, and they are sidetracked by Daisy's younger sister, Colby, a recent college graduate who agrees to drive them to the concert if they help her hook up with her crush. A struggling actress named Misty. After also tagging along is Miss Misty's bisexual friend Sid, who longs to hook up with a famous celebrity. However, Misty is not interested in hooking up with Colby because she has her sights set on Tyler. Meanwhile, Daisy tries to win back her ex-girlfriend Zan, who is on a date with her latest girlfriend and is competing against Daisy and Tyler's band that very night. Unfortunately, elsewhere, Monique Jones, a violent ex-con recently paroled from prison, who comes looking for D for Daisy and Tyler with a score to settle. So. That is uh, the plot of the movie, and as you can tell, it's got a lot. Um, it's got a lot going on in it. It's got a lot of characters. It's kind of very Shakespearean in the amount of love dynamics that are happening. Um, and I'm gonna review it, but basically, this is like, like I said, if Shakespeare meets Avengers and babysitting meets um, the L word. I think is the best way to describe this piece. Um, and you know, it, it's a lot. It's a lot, and I will say. 
I'm going to go into that more specifically, but that's kind of the plot of the thing. It's really well detailed, um, and uh, the whole movie, if I'm not mistaken, I want to see what the runtime is. It's about, it's 86 minutes, so that's what, like, it's like an hour and 20 minutes um, in this uh, crazy night of love, lust, and uh, danger, and rock and roll. So that's kind of the premise of the film. Um, so yeah, basically, I discovered this musical when I was in... I want to say the summer of my ninth grade year, I figured that I discovered this. I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, oh, okay, this looks interesting. I'll check it out. And um, as I was going through the comments, and this was before I saw the movie, I saw I was going through the comments, and I was people were saying, oh, my God. I, the fan base around it was like, oh, my goodness, this is such an important musical to me. Oh, my goodness. Um, this is so rep – this rep I feel represented by this musical. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is pretty cool. Okay, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. See what it's all about. Um, and I ended up watching it that summer, um, and I thought, okay, the music's pretty good, the, the storyline's alright, the, 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 there are some funny moments in there, um, but the music is what really got me. It's very, note to the people who are going to go, going to, go to listen to this, this is very rock-centered. If I'm not mistaken, um, the band, the, the, the musicians behind this were a band called Killola, I'm probably mispronouncing their name. It's a heavy metal, heavy rock band, and the the musical definitely takes after that sound. Again, the two key main characters being Daisy. And, actually, well, it depends on who you think is the main characters, but Daisy and Tyler, the, the one of the, the in the main cast, are rock and roll are are part of a rock and roll group called A Lot of Flame in the both the musical and in the um in the web series. Although the web series did not feature them being rock and roll artists at all. Um, and you kind of get this uh, this feeling that um, it, it it definitely comes through through a majority of the songs, if not all the songs, in the music in the movie musical. Um, and so when I again, like I said, when I first saw it, I didn't I ended up seeing Meh. You know, I didn't I didn't love. It wasn't my favorite of all time. It wasn't like mind blowing or by any means, but it was it was good. I mean, it was okay. You know, I I didn't hate it, but I I liked it just fine. Um, it wasn't like life changing by any ideas, and the music was good enough too. Um, it's again, it's something to. I, I know I'm seeing very meh about it, and I feel terrible for that um, because you know I feel like every musical I've ever talked about, I've I've had at least I, I've had decidedly a bit more energy to talk about it than I am about this one, um, especially because this is a musical that is. Um, this means so much to um, many people in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, you know, I think they're, for them, that was their entryway into, into musicals, which is great. Um, I mean, there are obviously many, many other ones you can look at, like The Prom. Um, everyone's talking about Jamie. But this was back in 2014, and I don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure if I look back, representation was not as heavy there's been a lot i mean i know today and and during 2021 and and from like 2017 onward we've been seeing more representation um on screen um for that of, of couples and characters in within the lgbtq plus community and can be awesome and interesting and compelling but back in 2014 that was not a regularity that was not uh, a commonality to so to speak and um there was a huge fight um, about you know even getting like, first it was a fight to get these characters on those tell in these forms of storytelling and, was, and then it was an even bigger fight to have them portrayed as heroes 
and as or, or and honestly just not to kill them off or to have them portrayed as uh bad guys in these pieces of media which is obviously getting better but around that time that was a whole thing and that's honestly due in part to a lot of creators and artists and and fans who saw that and said no we want to be represented on screen and this matters and you know that's amazing firstly because one that 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 is important and um you know, I think making your voice heard in media and in art is crucial always. I mean, it, art is all about telling these stories. And so, you know, I think for that reason alone, clearly this meant a lot to people. Um, it actually won two, it was nominated and then won two awards. It won, it won at Film Out San Diego um, and it won at the Paris um, Lesbian and Film Festival, Feminist, Feminist Film Festival um, for Best Feature Film and San Diego, Film Out San Diego was Best Soundtrack actually, which is pretty amazing um, for the time, again. So, and so for that reason, I think it's it's good and it's important and I'm so happy that there's more musicals coming out that have, are more diverse in terms of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, that obviously matters. And um, we're seeing queer characters play a larger role in these stories, which is, is obviously important and amazing. Um, but with that being said, like a lot of content, there are problems that exist. And in this one, there are a, a few to say the least. Um, you know, they're all, all for one. All the characters are cis, as far as I, I understand, um, and you know, I think that's okay. But for this being a piece that's all about representation, the, the fact that that's the case, and also the one black character is a violent ex-convict, um, and also her only song in the piece, while well, in this piece filled with heavy metal and rock, is a rap reprise of of the heavy metal song that came before it that's not the best look to be honest and it kind of there are some problems that stick out and obviously if you were recreating it for the stage like i'm going to be doing in my dream casting obviously there are things that could be corrected there are some lines that hint towards stereotypes but again um I, this was written by angela robinson who i believe is part of the um i, I don't know how she identifies um I'm trying to see right now. Um, yeah, she she identifies as queer as far as I'm as from what from what I'm looking at her Wikipedia page. Um, but still, you know, I think there's for for it being a piece that is about representation for the time. This was a great piece for that. Obviously, today it probably it it still does not hold up exactly. There is a lot of um, um, Colby trying to tell trying um, a lot of t of her Daisy um, the big sister telling Colby that she's not queer and that she doesn't identify that way and that she is not into girls repeatedly and saying it's she's faking it or it's just a phase which obviously is not appropriate and is not cool to um just to try and label who somebody is and to deny what that label is that's not fair and that's not accurate and um at the end of the day it's 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 not your life so like you know don't don't try and insert what yours what um you think onto somebody um but again they 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 and they kind of at the end of the at near the end part of the movie they they talk about it, um, but and kind of why her but they don't really she doesn't really apologize for it. She kind of explains why she said that. And I I mean on the one hand you can, you can view it as an apology, but she doesn't really say the words "Hey, I'm sorry that was messed up. I shouldn't have assumed your identity. That's not my place. I should support you. I'm your sister." That those words never really come out of her mouth. I mean she does say "Yo, you're my sister. I love you," but 
there's no really reconciliation or acknowledgement of why that's messed up. And, you know, I feel like it's one thing also that, um, you know, Misty treats her kind of like crap for a good part of the movie. Um, and Colby's honestly, I remember my first time watching, she was my favorite character. And I was like, kind of like she got done dirty for a good portion of the movie. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I know Daisy is the main character. It's really all about her um, self-love. But again, I, I'm, that's why I'm happy with the, the ending of it, that Colby finally got her happy ending and that she finally got her moment with, with Misty at the end of it. Um, and, and, I, and again, I, I know I was bashing on Daisy, but her story is good, too, in the fact that, like I said, she does spend a good amount of time, um, from what we hear in the movie, literally, from the end of, like, and it's actually in the dialogue, after her breakup with um, um, her her ex, she ends up not being able to perform for an entire year, maybe more if I'm not mistaken. So she, this really cripples her ability to play music. And again, we kind of alluded to the power of music last night with Julian the Phantoms, the Julian Phantoms episode, or this morning, if you listen to it then. Um, and you kind of have this, this, at the end of this, kind of this self-love of saying, you know what, I don't need to be with someone to be happy. And as a single person the day before Valentine's Day, um, I kind of resonate with that a little bit hardcore. Um, and I don't know, that kind of does mean a lot. And while I have never dated anyone or been heartbroken, I, I, I mean, dated anyone, I know the, the what heartbreak feels like. And, um, you know, I think for that, I can respect the story that they were trying to tell. Were there some problems with the narrative and the dialogue and the music? Yes, of course. But again, I think to, to look at it, if you look at it for what it is, um, because here's how I think media can be best consumed. Um, you know, I think you can, there are good things in this. If you, um, there are obviously good things in there and there are two key good stories. From the way I look at it, from the way I watched it, there are two main stories here. There's the story of um, Colby and the story of Daisy. It's the sisters, the two sisters' journey journeys really that play a larger role. Because Sid's really the comic relief um, Misty's the love interest, Tyler's kind of the best friend, sidekick character, uh, the Casanova, and, um, you know, you ultimately have, I think the real, the story really follows Daisy, learning that she's enough, and that she can still be, uh, an awesome rock star without, um, someone loving her, because she has her best friend, Tyler, at the end of the day, um, there's actually a little fight between them, and a drama between them, because Tyler, kind of there's it's intimated that Tyler has had a crush on Colby for a little bit and Daisy obviously is like no back off that's my sister off limits and you know and there's also a lot of the conflict comes from that for a little bit of the movie um and again it's also about Daisy uh I'm sorry Colby um is her last night of college and to and her kind of exploring her identity and figuring out who she is and spending this last night of college, um, taking her first step into adult into adulthood um, a after the education system has been completed, entering the job world, figuring out who she is, and and again, I think that's pretty cool to see, um, and you know, honestly, that's awesome. I think that's really really cool. And again, like I said, the music is pretty good, all things considered. It's it's literally a six song soundtrack, um, and it's it's not like. Obviously, it's not like life-changing music, but again, for what it is, it's a good jam. I listen to it every now and again, and I haven't actually watched the movie since the summer of my freshman year. I've seen clips every now and again, but like I haven't rewatched it in full. 
Um, I don't know why I haven't yet, to be honest, but, you know, I may rewatch it at some point in the near future um, when I'm not busy. Um, you know, so that's that's kind of just where I want to leave it. So, in terms of recommendations, would I recommend it? Yes. On the caveat, if you like rock and roll, if you like, like that heavy metal, like Metallica, um, um, Led Zeppelin, I think you'll appreciate it. Um... It's got some good. Rep it's got representation. And it's a, it's got two good stories. Um, the writing isn't great, but if you're looking for some funny moments in there, I wouldn't say it's turn your brain off. Um, bad writing, but it's kind of like oh okay, I, that 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 was kind of I see what they're going with there, and oh oh that's not great. Like it's kind of like if you rewatch it now, like I when I was watching it, I was still educating myself, um, and I didn't. Some things went over my head, but again. Like, I can remember parts of it, and I'm like, eee, don't say that, eee, don't, I don't like that you did that, like, that's, that's not, that's not all good, um, you know, and so I think that, that but, but with that being said, at the side, if you can still see through that, like, for what this movie was, and again, you have to remember, it was in 2014, representation was not nearly as commonplace and accepted as it is now. We have made some race strides. Not to say that we have made it all the way there. Obviously, there are still big problems that need to be corrected, and art is a great way to do that. Um, for what it is, it was... And again, at that time, that was people felt represented by that. That People felt inspired by that. And if I'm not mistaken, it was funded by the budget. It was... and Because again, um, literally, the, the time between this... It took five from the web series to this. It was five. It was a five-year gap. So for people, I'm sure big fans of the web series who were left with that con with that um inconclude um that lack of an that um unfinished that left on a cliffhanger ending to have this prequel to the film to the web series and have it be a musical. Um, I can respect and understand that, and I think for that it's awesome. And honestly, I am the same way. I mean, I I'm still waiting for. Um, the my, my favorite show a web series Gal Pals to have a musical episode because I was told if we helped to crowdfund a season three and help them finish the production we would get a musical episode and I know various of the people in that web series are very very talented so I quite frankly really really want a um <laughs> um a musical episode I don't even care like it's just a, a musical feature. Um, I would love to see that, quite frankly. Um, that entire show is a phenomenal piece, and I, I, I love it. If you really want to see a good show about um, the lives of queer people, um, uh, Gallup House is the show for you. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my recommendation for it. So now we are going to go into the dream casting of this piece, and this dream casting will be if I could take this to the stage. Or, like, honestly, a stage slash, um, like, it, this is, like, off-Broadway, um, definitely niche, hole-in-the-wall, small stage, I'm talking, or we could do it, like, the music in concert, I really want to do, like, an off-stage production of it, off-Broadway stage production of it, very hole-in-the-wall, honestly, not even in New York, I want to kind of do it in Canada, I feel like that would be a lot of fun to do, or Hollywood Hollywood Bowl or Pasadena Playhouse, again, in that California, L.A. area, because that's where the musical sets is takes place. That I feel like that would be more appropriate to set it there. Um, but anyhow, I digress. I think that um, that if I could direct it and I could bring it, um, I'm going to do 
my casting of it and who I would like to see in certain roles. Um, and, you know, I'm going to kind of put my... I will be double casting. And the thing of it is, because this is a piece that is about um, uh, queer people and queer women, I'm going to be only casting queer actresses actresses who identify as queer or, or, or have said that they take, are they are in the LGBTQ plus community. I'm only casting actors and actresses from that um, because, again, this is a piece that matters to a lot of people and I would feel remiss if I didn't do that. So, with that being said, let's start some dream casting, shall we? So, for the character of Daisy Robinson, the big sister, the, uh, the main rock and roll, uh, one of the main sisters who stories we're following, I have two choices here. And honestly, this is my, I'm going to go, I'm going to lead into my first choice and I'm going to say I want to see um, Jesse Page play Daisy in a, a live stage adaptation of this movie musical. And the reason is this. Firstly, if you don't know who Jesse Page is, um, go, go listen to her music. She's a YouTuber. She's a singer, songwriter. She's an icon. Um, she has some of the most, she's, she's an inspiration um, to very to many people, um, she has some great music. A lot of her music is about her struggles, uh, not her struggles, but like about her experiences as an um, as a queer woman, as a um, someone who's dealt with um, mental disorders at, at, from time to time, um, and eating disorders, and kind of her story of learning to be to be to be true to herself and to accept herself, which is so beautiful. And she just has this charisma. I feel like. Hearing, she has a great voice and she has charisma. I feel like she could really play that role and lead a show really well. I don't know if she has any acting experience per se, and I know this is kind of celebrity casting, but I don't know. I feel like this could work um, for the role really well, and yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna stick with that. I think that would work also really, really, really well. Um, my my choice for Tyler Murphy, who is. Um, who is Daisy's best friend and bandmate? I'm going to say, without a doubt, Easy Money, Cat Cunning was. It has to be Tyler. Um, I just feel so. For one, if you don't know who Cat Cunning is, again, go educate yourself. Um, the main thing I know her from is Trinkets. Um, season one and season two, she plays Sabine in that. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, they play Sabine in that. And see, see look at me. I need to educate myself. Uh, and I'm trying. I'm remembering. Um, they were. They are also a fantastic singer. Um, um, they have some great hits. Ty, um, King of Shadows, Tiger's Blood, two of my two of my favorites from her from them. And again, it's just I, I'm getting. I want to make sure I'm I'm using the right pronouns because like I don't you know I know I know she I know they identifies um, non-binary. Uh, yeah, they. I'm right. I'm right. Um, but yeah, again, they're very talented. They have this really great uh, Casanova. Um, heartbreaking, heartthrob energy. They play the very similar role like of that uh, in Trinkets, like I said, which is a two-season uh, show on Netflix. Again, very good. Uh, it's 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 a um, really well indie type of indie drama show about coming of age. Very good, and I think they play a good role in that. And I feel like that would transfer well over to this character as well. So I'm going to definitely say I want to see Kat play Tyler in um, an adaptation of this. For Gab, for Colby, the younger sister, I have a few choices in my head. Um, and those two options are either, um, are either Kiara Graves or Ariana DeBose. 
Um, and my reasoning for that is, uh, no, no, you know what? How do I feel? How am I feeling right now? You know what? Mm. Maybe it's because of my, um, the fan, the fan fiction that I am working on right now. And also because I feel like I could see, I could also see Kiara doing something else. No, no, you know what? No, I'm not going to stick to my fan fiction this time. I'm going to go with something else. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, this is me in my head thinking about this and running this in my brain. So I want to make sure I have a good diverse cast in here. Um, and so I'm going to say my two choices for this are either um, Kiara Graves or Joe Allen Pellman. Um, just simply because, um, you know, I think, well, one, those two are both so talented. If you don't know who Joe Allen Pellman is, she played Emma Nolan in the movie adaptation of The Prom. She is so talented. She is so sweet. I can't wait to see where her career goes. Um, and Kiara is a YouTuber slash actress. Um, if you don't know what she's been in, she was in the Netflix show The Grand Army, uh, which I have yet to watch, which I hear is very intense. Um, she is in a new, just in the web series coming out pretty soon, but she's also been in uh, kind two kind of TV productions. Um, I don't know what the first one is, but the other one's called The D Cut, another really good one. And just her voice is off the charts, out of this world. I really do think she she's in Canada. And I think she should be on Broadway. I think I actually also dreamcasted her in Wicked as well as Nessa Rose because of her voice. I feel like she would play Nessa Rose also really well. But I think she would just do a really good job um, as Colby. Uh, she just has this really lighthearted energy to her. I feel like she would play a good leading lady. And so selfishly, that's what I want. Um, my set, my backup was going to be Joe Ellen Pellman. She, but just also for the same reason that she's just also really, 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 really talented, has a great voice, um, is young enough that I think she could play the role well. Um, and also selfishly, I kind of just want to see if, um, I want to see her be in more stuff and, you know, she also has this amazing, charming, um, energy to her. She's like literally the most adorable being I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I just think she would do a good job in that role as well. So I'm going to double cast that. Um, for, for Misty, I've thought about it. There's no doubt in my mind who I want to see. I want to see Ariana DeBose play Misty, because again, you know, if you don't know who Ariana DeBose is, you're, you're sleeping, child. <laughs> Wake up. Go check her out. And Hamilton is the bullet. Um, our, Alyssa in the prom, in the movie version of The Prom. Um, and, uh, you know, just, she's so good. She's so talented. I don't know if this is getting caught. I'm getting a phone call, but I'm not going to answer. I'm going to dial that person back. <laughs> and... You know, I just feel like uh, one of the biggest things that annoyed me with her about the prom movies that we didn't get more time with Alyssa as a character. And Misty also is, uh, while she's the love interest, she also plays a role in the show um, and is very valid. And her, her story is interesting. She's a newcomer to Los Angeles and is trying to become a, she's a struggling actress, hashtag relatable. And, you know, she's just trying to find her place and, um, you know, she's, it's kind of this thing, like, I don't know what I want until I find it. Um, cause she opens, she opens the night wanting to be with Tyler, but you know, she and Colby end up together at the end. And, um, I just feel like Ariana could play that. Cause like, if you, in the movie, I, I do like, um, Mandy's portrayal, but I think she kind of comes off as a jerk in too much in the beginning. And it's kind of hard to um, see the shift from that to, um, her and Colby's relationship, not to say that they don't have good chemistry, because they do, but I feel like 
Ariana could play both sides of that pretty well. Because if anything, I feel like it's more Sid who comes off as the jerk in the movie. Not really a jerk, but kind of the comic comedic relief, kind of the the uh, the, 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 the bumbling, the incent, the, uh, abrasive, uh, kind of, uh, abrasive character in this, and, man, and, uh, you know, I feel like Misty's kind of down on her luck and trying to figure herself out, and she's not a jerk, but sometimes she comes off that way, and I feel like Ariana could really bring some layers to that, so, again, I, I really think that would be a great, um, choice for that character, um, my last, my last two characters, uh, I'm sorry, the last two characters, the last two characters, I'm not gonna cast Zan. uh, no, I'll cast Zan. So, for Sid, I think, I wanna see, just, and this is just for me, personally, um, I kinda wanna see, uh, who is it? I have, again, uh, this is me going to Gallup House, because again, I know her voice, Parissa Koo, I know her from that, she's also been in the Brat Pack, which was a kinda homage to 80s movies, like Ferris Bueller, and, um, uh, Breakfast Club and Jury Dancing. She has such an amazing voice. She's also very, very talented. And she was also in Living Maddie for an episode, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but again, I want to see her in more theater things. So selfishly, and also selfishly, I wanted to work with her slash perform with her as one day in my future. I manifest this. Um, so I think she could play a good Sid. Um, and then, I'm not going to... I'll cast Zan. No, I'm going to cast Zan. But it's only going to be... I want to see... Um, this is Isabella McCullough's range, um, because she's such a sweetheart in, as Alyssa on Broadway with the prom. I also want to see, I want to see her play this mean girl, um, and I want to see her as Zan for that purpose, really just that purpose alone. Uh, but, 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 if we're going to see that, I need to see a really, really badass rock moment with Izzy. I need to see it. I manifest this. I want this, um, because it, it should happen, and I want it to happen. Um... And also, I just think she would, she's just so talented and also very, very great. And um, she's one of the... If I could hang out with any actress, she's on that list of actresses I would hang out with. Um, and then we have um, Monique, the ex-con. And for this, I have two two choices. Um, and those two choices are... Uh, maybe they're celebrity casting, but you know what? I'm a guilty kid. I'm a stan. I don't care. Um, my two choices are, I'm going to double cast, are, um, Josie Toda and Jojo Siwa. Now, if you don't know what, who Josie Toda is, I mean, everyone knows who Jojo jo, jo, jo Siwa is. I mean, come on, if you don't, go educate yourself. But, um, Josie Toda is, um, was, uh, she is, she was on Jesse as a young child, um, and she's in the Saved by the Bell reboot, and is going to be in the show, the new, um, Amy Poehler Netflix film, Moxie. Um, I... I am so in awe of her. She is so talented. She is so iconic. She is so good. And if anyone could play that role really well, just the comedy of it and the play the comedy of it and make her such a savage role, I know it would be Josie. Um, although I could also see JoJo doing this, that really well. So I'm going to double cast those. And that is my dream cast. What can I say? I'm a sucker um, for dream casting things. Because again, this is the sort of movie that like, I feel like with some rewrites and a stage adaptation, a stage adaptation and some added songs, this could be something. But again, you know, I don't know. Maybe again, we don't know what the future holds. I want to be an actor. I want to be a writer. I want to be a director. Um, and you know, I want to. And who knows? One day I could do that. And you know, I I say this now because literally, I don't know if y'all know, but I got into my. Uh, top choice school today, which is amazing. I, I'm still blown away by that. I don't even know how I'm doing this podcast right now. Um, 
But, you know, I mean, I really... Today, like, these past few weeks, like, like the main thing I'm getting is that I have a... My future has never looked so clear and so bright. And um, while there's still some steps I need to take, I just feel, you know, I, I every day I feel become more and more confident in where I'm going into my future as a human being, as an artist. And so who knows? Maybe one day I will direct this. Maybe one day I will be behind a project like this. I definitely will be working with Angela Robinson um, as well. Because in the in the music creator, um, I don't know who created the music again. That thing was Kilola, but um, again, I do believe that this um, is a good piece, and I think, and I'm speaking as somebody as an artist and how I can make it better, but I can still appreciate it for what it was, what it is, what it meant for people for um, LGBTQ plus um, audience members, and and maybe that got them into musicals and again. If it does that, that's amazing. That's so good. And um, if not, maybe it's a niche hole-in-the-wall thing that no one knows about. And they're like, Lincoln, I never heard about this until now. Well, awesome. If it's something of interest, if it sounds like it's interesting to you, go watch it. It's on YouTube. You can find it. You can purchase it on YouTube. I'm not saying to go use this option, but there is a free YouTube version on there. Because, um, again, I purchased it. Um, and in the year, uh, in 2017, and I only went back to rewatch it, only to find that there was a free version on YouTube with Spanish subtitles that's been there for eight months, which was very annoying. It, it was because, like, I literally, I went through this whole up and down search trying to find it during the, my freshman year of summer. It was at a movie trading company. I ended up having to buy it on, uh, um, on YouTube, um, and it was a whole mess. But, you know, all that to say... It's a good piece. I definitely would check it out. But I think that's going to be the episode. Thank you so much. I'm going to have this one uploaded today. It will not be like Friday's episode. Um, and yeah, I think that's going to be where we tie, wrap it up. You can expect two episodes next weekend. Um, I kind of feel like I already know what the next special episode is going to be. I kind of enjoyed doing the, 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 the last special episode. giving me an idea for my next um, topic. Um, but again, the next episode, the, one of the next weekend's episodes will feature my brother. We're talking about a movie musical. I'm not going to say which one it is. I'm going to let y'all be surprised. And yeah, I really hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. If you did, go, to, if you're new, go check out the other episodes. Um, I have, again, 40 other episodes for you to enjoy. Um, and again, if you're, you're old around here, if you've been around, thank you for sticking around. I love you all so, 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 so much. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Um, also, if you're on Spotify listening, I don't know what the equivalent for Overcast and Google Podcasts are, but if you enjoy my podcast, go ahead and click the follow button or whatever the, uh, the alternative is for the other ones, because then you'll know when I'm uploading new episodes, um, because, you know... I am, this is not going away anytime soon, uh, spoiler alert, I was going to do a special episode on kind of where this is going, but, um, at some point, but my plan is to take this to college, I am going to be moving forward, um, I know I haven't had a, my new intro yet, but we're working on it, that there, it is intentional, I, I hope to have it in the episodes regularly before the end of February, if I can do so. But with that being said, I'm going to leave the episode here. Thank you so, 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 so much. I hope you're having a great day. I, in case you're watching this on Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day. If you're single, I'm single too. Um, here's a happy Valentine's Day from me to you. I love you all so, so much. And I will see you all next time. Bye, guys.